Welcome to season two of the Essential Stepmom Podcast. I'm Tracy, and I'll be your guide for this unconventional look at what I call the womanly art of raising someone else's kids. Why do I favor an unconventional approach to being a stepmom? It's probably because I'm something of an outlier in everything I do, but mostly it's because there's a scary statistic looming over every one of our homes, like the mythical sword of Damocles, showing that nearly three quarters of step families don't last more than five years. What that tells me is that the conventional wisdom, the general consensus, the status quo, are all things that are leading stepmoms in obedient herds straight for the gutter. If you want to buck the trend and stay in the game, you need to think differently. In this podcast, we look outside the box for better answers, for counterintuitive strategies to help us fight the instincts that don't serve us well, and to grow a new parenting reflex that really supports us and everyone else on this crazy journey with us. Welcome to the new normal. As you listen to this episode, think of me away at a meditation course with 10 glorious days of nobody talking to me, nobody needing anything from me, all my material needs taken care of, and a comfy little room all to myself. Doesn't it sound like heaven? It is, sort of. I've done it before, more than once. And I can tell you it's also absolutely brutal. If you've ever spent 10 days listening to nothing but the sound of your own inner dialogue, you know exactly what I mean. For me, what makes it worth the 4 a.m. wake-up bell, the painful legs and numb feet, is the realization that if you can do this, you can do absolutely anything. Truly, I can't say enough about how meditation helped me to get through those days where I thought, I don't know if I can do this. You know, those days when you're sure that you're doing something wrong because nothing is going right and maybe you just suck at being a stepmom and that's the whole problem. I'd like to paraphrase a little saying I learned at this same meditation center a number of years ago that really stuck with me. It paints a vivid picture of why it's so worthwhile to put the effort into learning to quiet your thoughts and purify your mind. It goes like this. Everywhere you walk, there are bound to be thorns on the ground or sharp little stones that cut into your feet. One solution is to hire people to walk ahead of you, sweeping the thorns and stones out of your way, relying on them to make your journey comfortable and unable to leave the house if you can't count on them to do their job properly. Or you can just put on a pair of good shoes and walk wherever you want. That's what I mean when I say you feel like you can do anything. Meditation is a tool that helps you learn to trust yourself to make the way comfortable because you learn how to stop reacting to things and start observing them instead. You learn that there's no point getting attached to things or to feelings because it's all gonna change eventually, like everything in the universe. This has been my secret weapon in dealing with my own lapses in confidence. And since I'm away getting a refresh course right this moment while you're listening, I wasn't able to prepare a new podcast for this week. What I did was to repurpose a live video from my Facebook group that I recorded last year sometime. It's about insecurity and feeling like you suck and why it happens to everyone. 
Enjoy. So much of what we deal with as stepmoms is coping with various uh, manifestations of our insecurity uh, in what we're doing. And, you know, we just walk around all the time feeling like something isn't right or we're not doing a good job or we're not sure what we're supposed to be doing or what our role is. It's a very, very insecure place to be. And it's easy for us to feel like that's our fault somehow, you know, like that it's not going well because of us or that we feel insecure and it's a, it's a problem that we have to own somehow. Um, and I want to tell you that there are, there are so many factors that play into our insecurity as stepmothers that have nothing to do with us. But to whatever extent insecurity is a problem for you as part of your own history relating to other things, then of course all the triggers of stepmom life are just going to highlight that for you on a regular basis. So I just want to talk a bit about the things that, the top things that play into our feeling of insecurity as a step parent. And you know, there were so many, it's hard for me to pick just three. <laughs> but the first one I'm going to talk about is messages that you're getting from elsewhere that you interpret to tell yourself that it, it means you're somehow not doing a good job. You might be objectively doing a fantastic job with this very difficult situation, but you're receiving messages that... Um, well, that trigger your own in insecurity to whatever extent that belongs to your personality. And also they might be very direct messages about uh, what you could should be doing better or differently or whatever. So obviously that kind of message comes to many of us via the biological mom uh, that you can't possibly know um, how to be a parent if you're not already a bio parent that's obviously a huge one uh, or that you don't know my kids the way that I know them and so you can't possibly know what they need or what they want or what's best for them so you could be getting that kind of messaging sometimes or even all the time into our basic natural uh, connection our basic natural insecurity is what I wanted to say so that's number one. The second top thing is the handicaps that we are going into this situation with. The, the first handicap I want to talk about is the fact that no child ever wanted to have a stepmother. Just think about that. Like nobody grows up saying, oh, I hope one day I have a stepmom. Like it, it just doesn't work that way. Okay. You're stepping into a role that is an unwanted situation. And that, that just sucks. So it's easy to feel that whatever you do is not good enough or it's not right because you're starting off with this terrible handicap that you're, you're, you're being something to the child or the children that by default they, they don't want. At least they don't, have a, they don't have a place for it. So try to imagine for a moment that your significant other comes home one day and says, hey honey, guess what? I have some good news. 
I'm going to have another wife. Imagine, this is going to be so great. You're going to have someone to talk to and somebody to help with the cooking and cleaning. It's going to be so fun. You, you'll see, you'll love it. It'll be a little weird at first, but but you'll see. It's it's really normal. Lots of other guys have second wives around and you're going to love this eventually. Like really, that's, that's sort of what happens to the kids, you know? Um, they're being told that this this is a situation that is actually normal and okay but inside it doesn't feel normal or okay at all and um, you know lots of kids fight against it emotionally and that's that's sort of understandable um, another handicap you're going in to this situation with is that no woman wants to share her babies with an ex-husband that she probably doesn't like at all and with another woman who is potentially a better mother so like the shame of it okay uh, something that you might not know if you are not a biological mother is that all bio moms feel also like they're not good enough moms that is it's just so common women are constantly comparing themselves to other mothers and and wondering if they're doing a good enough job wondering if they're being a good enough mother certainly wondering you know in this situation if their kids are going to love their stepmom maybe even more than they love you as a biological mom that may seem ridiculous but that is a very very real fear and it's a huge handicap for you in this situation because um, it's making the mother of these children uh, to be also insecure and possibly even hostile because of that feeling. Uh, another handicap that you're going in with is a partner who may have idealistic or incorrect expectations of, of you and your role and what the family is going to look like because it is not going to be a nuclear family 2.0 with someone else in the role of mom. It doesn't work that way and lots and lots of men are unconsciously hoping for that that they can put their feet up in front of the tv and have their kids around and somebody's in the kitchen and maybe they're in the kitchen you know that but that part might not play into it but they're really hoping for a family vibe uh, to replace the old one uh, with somebody nicer in the role of wife and mother and it's just not like that at all so that can be a huge handicap to overcome where your partner um, has this expectation of you that is not gonna meet up with reality. Another handicap that you go in with is that you don't get to have time with your husband, spouse, significant other as a couple before kids arrive, like in a regular family where you have at least a few months, you know, even if you decide to, I mean, presumably you're together already when you get pregnant, whether or not you're married, right? So you, you have at least nine months of relationship without children in, in a regular nuclear family. And you don't get that at all in this kind of situation. You're just thrown right in and the kids are right there. If you were lucky, you got to date maybe for a year before you meet the kids or become involved with them. But uh, moving in together is going to mean probably immediately having family around some of the time or all of the time. And that is a huge handicap for your relationship. It just is. Um, 
finally, it's a handicap to have to join a family in a way that feels like walking on stage as a performer in a play for act two that you didn't get to see act one of and there's no script. Like It's like a bad dream, really, in some respects. Eh? So we're handicapped in so many ways and yet we feel that we should be performing as if there was no handicap at all. So the, the messages that we're getting that make us feel insecure and the handicaps that we may not fully acknowledge in our lives, okay? The third thing that I think is so important for everybody to know is that, I say this all the time, but we are all pioneers at step parenting, okay? On the timeline clock of human evolution, if, if humans have existed for all 12 hours on the clock face, step parents have existed for like a tenth of a second. This is something brand new to humanity. There's never been a time in history or a place in the world where half of all the kids, you know, below age 15 or something, are living with a parent and the parent's partner. Like, it's brand new. More than 35 or 40 years ago, when parents split up, one parent kept the kids and the other one more or less disappeared. If the kids were lucky, they continued to have contact and they would visit the other parent. But like earlier than 40 years ago, there was no um, uh, legal situation of joint physical custody. That's a brand new thing. And the world is full of families sharing children between two households. That has never, ever existed before. So no wonder nobody ha knows how to do it. It's something new. We have no preparation, uh, like genetically, historically, evolutionarily. Uh, some of us may have seen it growing up. There are lots of, step lots of women in this group who had a stepmother or still have one. So you might have the benefit of having seen it in action, but that's not the same as, as doing it. The, the circumstances are completely different. So please remember that nobody knows how to do this. We're all learning it together. And that is the huge benefit of this uh, coming at the same time as we have access to the internet where we can meet and talk with other women in a similar life situation that you just don't get an opportunity to meet in real life. So remembering that nobody knows how to do this and you, you don't really have any significant preparation for it and understanding that almost three quarters of step families are going to split up. That's statistically true. 70% of second families with kids don't last more than five years. So that's the situation and it's on you to get better at asking for help and reaching out for real resources finding people to talk to, finding books to read, or uh, joining groups like this one, taking courses that, that uh, offer you an opportunity to fill in the blanks of you know the parts that you don't know. Uh, be okay with that. You have to be okay with that because that's how we're gonna start to reduce this failure rate of second families, I think. I believe that, okay, by women. Um, being humble enough to say, here I am in this situation and uh, I feel like I don't know what I'm doing and that's okay because how could I know? I can't possibly know what I'm doing uh, and nobody 
nobody really knows what they're doing. We're all just trying to um, pass on helpful information from, you know, somebody in my case, I've been, I've been at this for 13 years and I know that the internet is full of experienced stepmoms who are just trying to um, reach out and pass along some helpful advice so that we can, you know, tweak this situation so that you feel more confident that you can relax and enjoy your family as quickly as possible, remembering that yes, it takes seven to 10 years, mostly, for a step family to really become solid. And if you're in around year three or year four or five saying, you've got to be kidding, like I, I don't think I can last five more years of this uh, instability, but yes, you can and you will. And you're gonna keep your eyes on the long, long game of this and remember that uh, that it serves you much better to be uh, focused on the relationship that you want to have with your stepkids 10 and 15 years down the road than to be stuck in judgment of how that relationship is today. I hope that makes sense for you. So don't forget about me sitting on my meditation cushion while you're listening. Did you cringe just a little when I said that it takes 7 to 10 years for a typical step family to settle in and really gel? What are you going to do in the meantime to keep from being crushed by insecurity or by drama or alienation or custody issues? There are a thousand kinds of meditation and any one of them could be helpful for you. You don't need to go away for 10 days. You can do it in three minutes. Check out some previous episodes of this podcast that deal with spirituality and meditation, especially episode two of season two with my guest Duda Baldwin, who runs the Little School of Buddhism. And for those of you who would like to know more about Vipassana meditation, the kind that my husband and I have grown to love, visit the website dhamma.org. That's D-H-A-M-M-A dot org. The courses are free of charge, by the way, in case you were thinking you could never afford to go. Next week, you'll have to take a little holiday from the podcast because I won't have anything ready for you, but I'll be back with another episode the week after. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying this podcast, please take a moment to rate or review us on iTunes. That's the very best way you can help other high-performing, alternative-thinking stepmoms to stumble onto this show and discover a community of like-minded listeners around the world. According to Anchor FM, the platform I'm recording on, we're being heard now in 36 countries. I find that really exciting. If you're a social media kind of person, you're welcome to join my Facebook community by sending a join request to The Spectacular Stepmom. If you'd rather just get a more intimate weekly email from me, send me a message with the subject weekly email to info at essentialstepmom.com. Finally, I'd love to hear from you with questions or comments or situations you'd like me to address on this podcast. You can leave a voice message right here 